0: Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto Podcast, your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews. If you are new here, please hit that subscribe button as well as a thumbs up button and leave a comment below. If you're listening on a podcast platform such as Apple, Spotify, or Google, please leave a five-star rating and review. This content is brought to you by Uphold, which makes crypto investing easy. I've been using Uphold since 2017. They have 10 plus million users, 250 plus cryptocurrencies, and they're available in 150 countries. You can also buy and sell equities and precious metals on Uphold. As with all exchanges, you want to buy and sell on them, but you want to custody your own crypto, not your keys, not your coins. If you'd like to learn more about Uphold, please visit the link in in the description. All right, my friends, all eyes are on Bitcoin right now because it looks like it's making a move to $24,000. It's looking very strong. It's at $23,682 at the time of recording. And that could happen by tomorrow. The $24,000 could happen by tomorrow. On the charts, from a macro perspective, still looking good, still looking like Bitcoin is doing this retracement, or I should say the reversal up to forty dollars to $50,000. That's not guaranteed. That's not confirmed. But we're you know looking at it day by day, week by week, and forming a thesis. We're looking at the support level levels and how it's moving so it's going to be a big week you know I think Bitcoin could head to $25,000 this week if we look here on the hourly chart still looking very good and uh you know it may make another big move up here and then you know continue to chop sideways find support level then uh support levels I should say and then continue to move upwards maybe to $28,000 uh, before we see like a correction maybe back down to 21 20,000 now that doesn't mean that the reversal to 40 50,000 is off the table it just means that bitcoin had a very strong move this month and you know nothing goes up in a straight line so it's going to build support levels and keep working its way back up so we want to be prepared for all scenarios but what's significant about this week is we have the fed will be coming out um and you know talking about the next rate hike everyone is anticipating 25 basis points as the the next rate hike but we never know he, they could come out and be very hawkish and say here's 50 basis points or 75 basis points right we don't know and Wednesday February 1st is going to be the day if they do come out with 25 basis points i think the markets are going to feel very confident about that because they've already started to feel confident because we're as mentioned before we're over the hill with this rate hike and uh fed is now ramping down right their foot is on the brake they're not done yet but their foot is on the brake and there's no no longer going to be you know 75 basis points 50 basis points they're slowing down and we expect them to stop maybe by the middle of this year and then uh there's going to be a pause of course and then i think eventually they will start cutting rates as things start to calm down the economy and then start printing money again into 2024. That's personally how I'm looking at it. That's how things have played out historically. And when you look at the numbers, whether it be uh, layoffs and jobs and uh, the job numbers and even uh, inflation and so forth, I I think signs are pointing to the ramp down. So that's good for markets, right? Because they're going to go back to money printing the status quo, the Fed that is, and we know asset prices pump. So this week, uh once again huge week ahead the FOMC meeting on Wednesday where they will talk about the rate hikes. You also have some big companies doing their earnings calls on uh Thursday, Apple, Amazon, and Google. So we shall see how things play out and once again the market will be affected by that. We are in a macro environment where the Fed and these central banks are controlling the interest rates and that's sucking a lot of liquidity out of the economy. We are in a recession. Um you know whether they want to change the definition of a recession, I think we are in one. Whether we're in a deep recession or a shallow, you know, that that's maybe up for debate, but I think we are in a recession. And what we continue to see is the DXY, the dollar continues to uh, drop. It continues to correct after its peak. Um, so that's another signal. And we see, you know, assets like the stock market and Bitcoin and crypto are moving in the opposite direction. They're going up. So once again, uh, when the dollar is not performing well, asset prices go up. So these are all signals that once again, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're not out of the woods yet. So I want to make sure that's clear. You know, there's still more pain but in, I think we're out of the max pain zone. Now we're in the normal pain zone if you were to you know use that analogy so um, I'm expecting um, continued move upwards but you know as always markets move in cycles in the short term as well as the long term. so expect some sort of pullback for Bitcoin and we'll see at what price it does that at. Um, I am personally waiting for the forty to fifty thousand dollar range to start taking some profits on Bitcoin, and of course, as the altcoins move with Bitcoin, you know we're seeing Ethereum moving, we're seeing XRP, BNB, Cardano, you name it—they're moving. And um, yeah, I, is, this is not going to be a move to new all-time highs, but another opportunity to take profits. And I want to emphasize, guys, if you didn't if you didn't take profits uh, in twenty twenty one. Now's your chance. So, um, you know, you want to make sure that you are taking profits uh, where needed because you, you, we've gone through a really hard bear market with a lot of collapses, and you see how painful it is. So, I have, you know, certainly some crypto that I'm holding long term. I'm not touching for like a ne- the next ten years, but the uh, I would say about uh, sixty to seventy percent of my holdings, you know, I'm taking profits. I took profits in 2021 and, uh, I, I am, you know, making sure that I'm getting, getting the capital I need to do what I need to do and have financial freedom. And then of course I reinvest some of those profits back into the market to, you know, at the lows. So just being transparent ab- about how I'm making money in this market and how I'm navigating it. You know, you, you have to do your own research. You should talk to a financial advisor, of course, But um, the market cycles are playing out, and there's actually a really great chart I want to share with you guys from Kelly Kalam, who's part of the HIT Network and BitBoy Crypto. Man, this is just a a really, really great chart here. Um, Let me pull up the image more closer. It just talks about market cycles, which I've talked about for years. The title of the chart here is Bitcoin Smart Money slash Dumb Money Market Cycle Action Map. You want to be buying the fear, the blood on the streets, right? You want to go contrary to the herd when everybody, the retail crowd, and everybody's scared, they're worried, they're selling, uh, you know, at the bottom. When you're supposed to be buying at the bottom, and you sell the top, you sell the euphoria, right? And it's hard to break out of that because you know where people are trained. Uh, through financial media and and just not learning about investing, and they follow herd mentality. They hear somebody's making money off of Bitcoin, and that's usually you know near the top, and they're like, oh, I bet I gotta jump in, and then, you know now's the time to buy. And it's like, no, that's not the time to buy. <laughs> the time to buy is when uh, everybody's scared, when there's blood on the streets, and that's how um, you know great investors do well, and they make a really great ROI, and. Uh, you know, guys like Warren Buffett and many others. So, this chart here just shows the different peaks and values of market cycle. And, uh, it kind of uses this, the, uh, Wall Street cheat sheet of, uh, you know, the psychology, the, the investing psychology. And it sh- also shows, you know, Bitcoin's movements, um, where you have these rallies, whether it be suckers' rallies and the disbelief phase. So, right now, this chart highlights we're in the disbelief phase, phase. And then, um, You know, it shows like Bitcoin could run up to about 28, 30,000, then have a pullback, you know, kind of what I alluded to in the previous chart. And, uh, but that is another accumulation opportunity. And here, Bitcoin runs into its pre halving pump, which could also be called a reversal, you know, from from, uh, the lows here, but not to new all time highs. Then it corrects and then it moves up slow and steady into the next halving, into the next bull run peak of uh, 2025 and this is what we saw historically right you look at the 2018 2019 cycle very similar uh move up so uh this is how i personally invest i leave my emotions to the side and as, as difficult as it may be i'm following the market cycles i bought you know bitcoin at 16 17000 uh I, no one can you know correctly call the bottom or the top but at least you want to use the charts to give an indication of oh, we're close. We're close. I don't know what the exact number is going to be, but we're close. So whether it be near the bottom, it's close for me to buy the lows. Whether it be at the top, it's time for me to sell and take profits. So I hope that you know this is helpful to many of you who are new to the market, understanding the cycles. It's so important. People get caught, once again, in the herd mentality. They see CNBC, Fast Money, Fox, CNN, whoever, is talking about bitcoin and crypto and say oh the price is going up that's usually a bad sign right because then everybody's paying attention and the herd is you know trying to jump in at that point while institutions and smart money are taking their profits and this doesn't just apply to crypto it applies to the stock market and other assets as well so this is a a really really great chart here um i actually downloaded it bookmark bookmarked it so um you guys can of course go follow um Kelly Kalam here on Twitter and um, just bookmark this is something to go back to to figure out where are we in the cycle you know if it's a year from now you could look at this chart and say, okay, we had our pre-having pump and now we're moving slow and steadily upward. Um, so really really great chart here. Now I often talk about the funding that is happening within the crypto industry and asset class because it's an indication of growth of expansion and just more capital coming into the market and i've often talked about the companies that are investing in the infrastructure of this market of course they are they're doing that to see a return they're not looking to lose their money and in order for these companies which are part of the infrastructure of the crypto market to do well Guess what? The token values have to go up. The tokens have to get adoption, right? So this is a, a the connection of dots and and logic that many people miss. They ignore, oh, this company got funding. Who cares? Is my token up? But it's like, no, you got to look at the bigger picture here, right? A lot of these companies are building on and off ramps for crypto that will usher in more uh, adopters and builders and investors which will lead to higher prices. And and folks, once again, it's a hard concept to understand sometimes, but this is, I pay huge attention to the investment and funding um, news that's happening in the market. So here we got uh, crypto infrastructure is all the rage as far as the Blockworks funding roundup. Blockstream secures $125 million, Quicknode lands $60 million. So these firms continue to get money. So there was a, a significant funding uh, this past week. Among them was Blockstream, which landed $125 million in a convertible note from London-based Kingsway Capital with participation from bitcoin Focus Fulger Ventures. The overall infrastructure trend ne- isn't necessarily new, but such efforts do appear to be escalating. The latest capital haul follows the series or excuse me, the firm's Series B in August 2021, when the company uh, procured $210 million from investors to expand mining facilities and acquire Spondulis, a crypto mining gear startup. Eric Svensson, Blockstream's president and chief financial officer, said in a statement that the fundraise allows the companies to accelerate the its year-over-year year revenue growth and build infrastructure for the future Bitcoin economy. Um, let's jump ahead to the next one. Another infrastructure company that corralled funding this week was Quicknode. The end-to-end development platform closed a $60 million C- Series B led by 10T Holdings. By the way, 10T is then... Dan Tapiero, I've had him on the podcast, and he's got some huge funds uh, dedicated to crypto. Other investors uh, who participated in the round include Tiger Global, 776 Protocol Labs and QED. The latest funding brings QuickNode's total valuation to $800 million and will be used to grow the company's international presence. Here's a quote. The long-term health and success of Web3 are dependent on scalability, accessibility, and interoperability, said Alexis Ohanian, founder of 776, uh, which also invested in the company Seed Round. And many of you may recognize that name, Alexis Ohanian. He's, of course, a founder of uh, Reddit. So the money's coming in. Um, Here's a smaller round. In a smaller fundraising effort, Tolos, an MPC wallet platform similar to Fireblocks landed pre-seed funding of $1.5 million. Guys, this is a great sign. Despite the bear market, despite all the collapses we saw last year, capital is still flowing into these companies that are building the bridges, the tunnels, the on and off ramps for crypto, right? And once again, Dan Tapiero at T Holdings as an example. He doesn't want to lose that you know millions of dollars, that 50, 60 million dollars. He wants to make a return. He wants to double that, triple that, right? Um, but they know that we have a long-term horizon where they know it's all market cycles, the bull market will come back, and they're you know entering in at the low valuations in the bear market. Um, and and you know, they know the token values are gonna go up, and that's what's gonna help these companies to grow and all that. So I hope you guys see it. I hope you understand the holistic view of uh, this asset class. Now South Korea to deploy cryptocurrency tracking system in 2023. The virtual currency tracking system will be used to monitor transaction history, extract information related to transactions, and check the source of funds before and after remittance. So South Korea is huge with crypto trading. The volume that comes out there is pretty crazy. Um, and and you know, they're they're not the only ones, of course, but we're seeing governments around the world are building infrastructure as well to help monitor, put guardrails in place, and track things accordingly. So they're just doing their due diligence. And once again, the juxtaposition to you know the, the, these rules and regulation is a ban, right? They're not banning this asset class, as some people have tried to say and try to spread the FUD that they are. They're allowing it to happen, and they're putting their guardrails in place. So the virtual currency tracking system will be used to monitor transaction history, extract information related to transactions, and check the source of funds before and after remittance according to local media outlet uh, KH Games, if that's right. While the system is slated to be deployed in the first half of 2023, the South Korean Ministry shared plans to develop an independent tracking and analysis system in the second half of the year. A rough translation of the ministry's uh, statements read, in response to the sophistication of crime, we will improve the forensic infrastructure, we will build a criminal uh, justice system that meets international standards, uh, and, and so forth. So this all makes sense to me. It's actually very bullish news. You know, Some people may read it and be like, oh, let's see, the governments are doing this. But once again, they're not banning it and you can still trade, and you can still own it. They just want to stop the bad actors, right? I have no problem with these governments tr- stopping bad actors. Hell, I wish our government did a better job with stopping Sandbag mirfried right? And Celsius. So I-, I think all this makes sense, and this is the infrastructure that is going to be needed uh, to put into place to safeguard and protect consumers and investors, and allow for more capital to come into the the asset class. So uh good bring, you know, this is big news in my opinion. Now, finally, Panama's Supreme Court to rule on cryptocurrency legislation. The high court will now decide whether to declare the crypto bill unenforceable or approve it with modifications. So, once again, the theme here: world governments, everybody, all these governments, they're building CBDCs and they're putting rules and regulations in place for crypto. So Panama's crypto bill saga has reached a new chapter with the country Supreme Court set to decide the future of the local crypto industry. Panamanian President Laurentino Cortizo on January 26th sent the crypto legislation passed last year to the high court for review claiming the so-called crypto bill violates the Constitution's core principles and is unenforceable the Supreme Court must now decide whether to declare Bill Number 697 unenforceable or approve it with modifications. According to an official statement, the president's office considers Articles 34 and 36 of the bill unenforceable because they violate the state's separation of powers and establish administrative structures within the government. So these governments, of course, in every country, they have their own rules, constitution, and all that they'll eventually get it right. There's going to be back and forth. I mean, just hell, look at the United States, right? We can't even figure out what the hell the SEC is going to do and the CFTC. It's it's a path, and we're on that path. We're on the road. It can be painful and slow sometimes, but we're getting there. And uh, this just shows, guys, crypto is a global asset class. It is here to stay. No one's banning it. Yes, I know some people say, dude, China banned it. Um, yeah, they but guess what people are still trading they're still mining in China. Um, it's it's hard to enforce, you know, uh, and of course they're gonna do that I think they did that to introduce their digital yuan, or CBdc, but I've been on record that China will eventually have to revert that ban um even though they, ha- they haven't been doing a good great job at enforcing it uh because this is the future. This is going to drive the economy, the GDP and so forth so i uh, i think eventually those who are even you know naysayers and so forth they're going to have to bend the knee uh th- we've seen disruptive technology can't be stopped it- it's going to keep growing keep getting adoption so uh we're once again all this is good news even though in, in, you know from the macro even though in the micro and and some of the nuances here are a bit off there's still everybody's moving in the same direction and and that's you know, when once again when you look at it from the macro um all right guys that's the news what do you think will happen with bitcoin this week you think we could see 25000 you think uh the fed is going to do the 25 basis points hike and um you know we we uh, uh see some rally here don't don't you know be surprised if bitcoin has a pullback that will be normal that will be natural um, and, you know, we'll go from there, but still looking really strong. I, I know some bears are out there saying, see, bull trap, bull trap, but, um, you know, let's, let's see what happens guys. Um, always be prepared for anything. You know, it's about probabilities. There are no guarantees, uh, while you may not agree with bears or bulls, you know, which depending on what side of the aisle you're on, uh, you still have to make sure you keep their scenario in. Uh, in the back of your mind, because it's a probability, right? A- anything can happen. Markets can do things that people at least expect. And there could be black swan events that drive the price down, or it could be great news that drives the price up. Just be prepared for all scenarios. For example, I've said, if the price goes back down, I will continue to dollar cost average. If the price goes to forty to $50,000, I'll be cashing out and grabbing up some, uh, you know, some fresh fresh dollars, all right, and uh using that accordingly. So just uh letting you guys know, you know, you gotta you, you gotta put your emotions to the side and be prepared for everything. All right guys, let me know what you think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later.